I'm Betsy Reed, and this is The Discomfort Practice, where I talk to creatives, activists, leaders, scientists, and a host of others about discomfort, about the role it's played in their lives, who they are and what they do in the world, and the value of discomfort in helping us move forward as a society. Discomfort is just the edge of your comfort zone, and on the other side are superpowers. So settle yourself in, and let's get uncomfortable. Well, hello from the end of season two of the Discomfort Practice podcast. It's been a big season. This is my 27th episode recorded for this season. We're less than a year in. I started this, launched this the end of last October 2020, and it's been such a learning curve, and it really has been my discomfort practice. Learning to do something I'd never done before, being a media producer, and really challenging myself in a lot of ways. So this season I have done more solo episodes than I did in season one because I realized it's really uncomfortable for me. I still have a hard time believing anyone would want to listen to me talk about something by myself for more than five minutes. Um, And I do find I'm naturally good at, I'm also very trained at, interviewing people and getting other people to say interesting, uncomfortable (laughs) things. So the idea of my being out there by myself was really uncomfortable. And I have really challenged myself to do more solo episodes. The other thing I challenged myself on in season two was to ensure that I have a range of guests who are representative of society. And I worked hard at it, but it was also really uncomfortable because, as I mentioned in a previous episode, I think it was a solo episode, it made me really have to face how much a part of the system I am and how white my own network is, just putting it out there. And I'm also not wanting to tokenize anyone. I don't want to have guests on because they tick a diversity box. And I believe I've accomplished what I wanted to. I've had amazing guests who are doing amazing things in the world, who had some really juicy things to say, who are also a real range of nationalities, colors, identities of all sorts. But it's something I still need to work on. It's something that I will continue to work on in season three, how to reach out to communities and networks that I'm not part of, and how to be authentically myself while also realizing that I I show up in certain contexts and represent things like white saviorism or colonial oppression or entrenched racism. So It's stuff that I'm working on in my own life, but it's also realizing how I am perceived in the world and how I can expand my network. I can expand the people who influence me, who actually expand my perspective and my understanding of the world. I welcome any suggestions of great guests who can do that. The more challenging, in fact, the better, because season three is going to be all about the discomfort of creating the new human experience. I've referred to this in previous episodes a bit, but the idea that the systems that we exist in need to break, they need to be broken down, they need to be killed in some cases, and they don't work for the majority of humanity, and they certainly don't work for the planet and the majority of beings on it, non-human and human. And I want to welcome on guests who are part of that new that new wave, that that edge that we're on of creating new systems, a lot of which we don't even know what they look like yet, ones in which all beings can thrive, ones that don't kill the planet or oppress 
society. So I'm still working on that <laughs> and I'm planning season three. So I'm really grateful to those who've come on in season two. I had a load of truly incredible guests. We explored some really meaty topics about their personal discomfort, my personal discomfort. We talked about reclaiming masculinity, what it takes to win a gold medal at the Olympics, infertility, being a high achiever who's not good at something, healing personal trauma, climate change, uh, social change, the gender non-binary world. It's, it's really covered a range of topics. And I'm really, like I said, grateful to everyone who gave me their time and their stories because it's been a really incredible season to explore a lot of my own thinking and to develop a lot of things that are starting to turn more and more into projects for me in my work life. It's beautiful to see how those perspectives and those conversations have fed into something that I can actually bring to the world. It makes me emotional, actually. So thank you to everyone who's listened. Thank you to everyone who's come on. Neuroscience experts, educators, religious leaders, campaigners, people who work in corporate life, people who build movements. It's been great. And I've definitely pushed the edges of my own comfort zone. And now... It's time to take a break. So that brings me to something I've explored a little bit with various guests, but it's what I really want to focus on in this episode, which is the value of rest. And for a lot of us in the Northern Hemisphere where it's summer, it is vacation season. We go on holidays if we're allowed. Um, a lot of us are also hopefully emerging from lockdowns and restrictions a bit. I'm really sorry to those of you listening who are encountering more restrictions because it's such a moving target. But a lot of you are probably considering taking some rest, taking a holiday, or at least just switching off your computer for a week or two in August. So I want to talk about when it's time to allow yourself to step away from discomfort, when it's time to stop pushing the edges of your comfort zone and switch off, when it's time to block out inputs, whether it's email or the opinions of others at work, or the news. When it's time to stop taking in energy from others, turn off your phone, nap, go on holiday, maybe spend time by yourself, maybe spend more time with your friends and family, or whatever rest is to you. So it's a time when a lot of you might be taking your first holiday in a while. Taking care of yourself is absolutely critical to making the most of those uncomfortable moments that life will throw at you, to being able to sidle up to the edge of your comfort zone and fly over it into your superpowers. So this is a love story to naps in my case, because something that I experience every summer here in Barcelona is July and August are just hot. It's like 32 degrees, which is like in the 90s, up into the hundreds even sometimes. And it's like 90% humidity and no one has air conditioning, including me. I'm working from home. I just kind of wilt by about 3 p.m. So I've decided as part of taking care of myself, I get to take a half hour nap every day. And it's been life altering. It truly has. Because just allowing myself to switch off in the middle of the day helps me to come back more productive, more creative, more able to engage in my work, engage with others. So that's just kind of a micro example of what I'm about to do, which is take a break from this podcast for a month. I'm going to take August off start recording again in early September and launch season three in mid-September. Some of you might or might not agree with this because we all had various experiences of 2020, the weirdest year of our lives potentially. But for me, it was a masterclass in learning to rest, 
in enforced rest, because obviously we've talked about the Barcelona lockdown. We weren't allowed to leave our houses for almost three months. And then we had a curfew from October till June. We couldn't be out past 10 p.m. And now we have one at 1 p.m. again. So these restrictions are coming and going. But the point for me was I got to rest. Everything in my world stopped, including my work, for the first time in a very busy and productive life. And I learned to love it. Something else that really was enlightening for me and that I've mentioned with a couple of past guests, Sophie Anderson, who's a human design reader, recently Jen Carr in a Discomfort Running Buddies episode, we talked about human design. And if you don't know what human design is, it is a system that brings together things like the I Ching, astrology, numerology, etc., to help you understand what your personal design is. And there are five different types that you might be. It's like generator, manifesting generator, manifester, reflector, and projector. And I will leave it to your curiosity to investigate that further if you want to. But learning my human design type, I never really asked whether or not I believed it because it just made such sense of my life and who I am that I was like, oh, wow, this, this, is, this is life altering. So I'm a projector. And projectors are about 20% of society. And we are here to see, know, and guide. So basically, if you have somebody in your life who always seems to like have annoyingly good perspective on your life, they're probably a projector. But our strategy in the world is to wait for the invitation. Because if we offer our perspective and our guidance to people who haven't invited us, energetically or literally, it's like hitting your head against a brick wall. And as part of my strategy that I'm supposed to be living as a projector to bring that perspective to the world, I meant to rest a lot. And it's because various people have energy centers in their body defined. We all have different energy centers and some have more than others. So, for example, I have friends who are generators and it is what it sounds like. They basically have like a motor under the hood and they can just go, 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 create things. They're the doers in the world. Projectors are the other end of the energetic spectrum. I spend a lot of my time taking in the energy of others and reflecting it back to them. But at the end of the day, it's not my energy. And so I need to switch off and rest because I've been taking in so much energy, pushing it out to others, but it's not energy I've created. It doesn't sustain me. So rest is a really important part of my life. And I've gotten to see what my life is like when I actually get to rest more. And seeing what happens when I rest, it makes me magical and magnetic. The more naps I take and the less I work, the more people ask me to do things that are completely aligned with what I'm good at, what I want to do in the world, and what I feel my purpose is. So my magic lies in taking naps. There, you have it from me. So if you are into human design and you know you're a projector, let yourself rest. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, but this sounds good to you, still, let yourself rest. No matter who you are, we all need rest. We're not machines. We're human beings. And as part of that, we need to allow ourselves time to switch off. So let's talk a little bit about the value of rest. I hope I don't have to make a case for this to you, but if I do, think about it. The only time your body gets to really truly heal is when you're asleep or you're completely switched off in some other way. So it reduces inflammation in your body. It helps your brain to be more creative. Rest is like giving yourself motor oil in your engine. It just helps to smooth everything out, reduce friction, reduce stress. And it also gives you time to be more productive in the long run. Have you ever taken like a two or three week holiday or a month or a sabbatical 
And then you come back and you just are able to be creative and have perspective and produce things. So give yourself time off. Give yourself time to reflect. Because the heat is so intense in Barcelona in August, I've tended to really reduce my workload on purpose in August every year. It's my time to reflect. And I look forward to it now because it is a magical month for me. It's a time when I'm able to let the pieces of my life fall together, where I've taken my foot off the gas, I can meditate more, I can reflect more, I can just be and enjoy swims in the sea and time with friends and getting out of the city and going hiking. And that's when I refill my tank so I can come back to the work I do, which is very purpose-driven. It's about making society and the environment sustainable for all beings to actually hopefully make the world a better place. But I need rest to do that. You can't be a warrior all the time. You can't be a productive partner or a great friend all of the time if you're not taking care of yourself. So it just goes back to that truism, which is a bit trite, but it's so true, which is that you can't really give anybody anything that you're not giving yourself. So if you want to nurture other people, if you want to be kind to other people, if you want to be loving to other people, if you want to hold space for other people, you need to do that for yourself first. So take your holiday, take your naps, take your weekends to yourself or with your family or friends. Do things that bring you joy. Ask yourself what those things are and listen. Spend some time in reflection. Maybe just take a long walk or maybe if you meditate, just dial up your meditation time. Make it a little longer this month of August. I certainly will be doing that. I'll be taking some rest, taking a break, and I'll come back in September ready to rock. And I welcome you to rest with me. We're all in this together. We're all connected. We're all part of society and this planet. So take care of yourself and I'll see you in September. Thanks for getting uncomfortable with me. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave me a review wherever you listen to podcasts and head over to the Discomfort Practice Patreon page. For the cost of a cup of coffee once a month, you can become a contributor and help us to produce this podcast and reach new people with the idea that discomfort is just the edge of change, the edge of our superpowers, and the edge of changing the world for the better. Thanks to my wonderful team who helped me produce this podcast, to Thomas Sheffer for the original music, Katrina Affleck for the original artwork, and to my co-producer Spencer Rausch. Let's all stay uncomfortable. Thank you.